Is everybody doing good this morning? It's a good day. Sun's out. It's not too hot yet. Um, so uh, I just got to come back from a, a trip to Panama. That was pretty cool. Um, I used to live in Panama <clears throat> as a missionary, and I uh, got to go back and visit. And we took a hand. I took my family and about eight others from the gathering. Uh, well, and then uh, a couple from a different church, but. Uh, it was cool. We got into a VBS program for all the kids in the town, little town that I used to live in, and it's a whole new generation of kids. It's it's really cool. Like all the kids that I hung out with and and were part of the youth ministry when I lived there, now they're like 24 years old. A lot of them have kids of their own. Um, so it was kind of it was it was different because I didn't know any of those kids. And you know, before when I lived there, I knew all the kids, and all the kids knew me. And you know, I I don't know. It was cool. I, I like I like hanging out with kids, but um. But it was it was weird because I saw all these kids <clears throat> that looked like their either their uncle or their mom or their dad or whatever, and it was just like little photocopies of all these little kids. I'm like, I know what family you come from. I don't know who you are. I don't know your name, but I know your family. So it was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was a great time to VBS, and then I uh, actually took a friend. Um, cleaning up my stage here. I uh, had a uh, friend come that was a dentist, and so we pulled uh, maybe close to 40 teeth. Uh, that was only seeing 11 people. <laughs> so you can imagine the status of a lot of these poor people's teeth. Um, so it's kind of cool. I'm hope- we're hoping to go back every year and maybe be a little bit more well-equipped. It was uh, just kind of like a, uh, a, I've never done dental missions, uh, been a part of any dental missions, period, but m- more so in that town, and, uh, you know, obviously I'm not a qualified dentist, so my buddy went, and uh, he wanted to kind of scope it out, and he just took stuff for extractions, and and it was cool. I got to sit in the chair and translate, and I got to cut stitches once, so I got, fo- I got a photo proof of that. Maybe I'll see that one day. I got to cut stitches, um, so that was kind of cool, but yeah, we pulled some teeth. Um, it was a good time, but uh, we're planning on, hopefully, you know, Lord willing, um, planning on doing uh, three travel trips a year um, to different places, uh, two of them uh, hopefully at least consistently being Panama and Mexico. So uh, be thinking about that next year if you're interested in possibly going on an international missions trip. Uh, the two options will be Panama and Mexico. Mexico will be out. Panama, is it's, they're two different worlds. It, Panama trip is like on the coast. It's beautiful. It's, you know, what you imagine when you, people do pay a ton of money to go on vacation there. Um, but there's a whole different side of that town. Uh, Amanda's been there and, uh, Mike Costin, Mike Costin's been there. They helped me mix some concrete. Mr. Harold's been there. Uh, Mr. Harold worked harder than anybody else. Anybody who's seen Mr. Harold work, he'll work you to the ground. But, um, But uh, yeah, it's cool. And then Mexico is out in the desert. Uh, I haven't been, I've kind of been there. I've met the people that live out there, the pastors that live out there. Um, so it's two different worlds. It's desert and, and tropical paradise. So <clears throat> I'm excited to go out to Mexico and actually visit the churches and meet the people and stuff. But So that make that on your radar if that's something you're interested in. There's my little missions plug. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> that's not what we're talking about this morning. Uh, this whole year, we've been talking about the Bible. We've been going through the Bible in a year as the gathering, the Bible reading plan through the U Version Bible app. I don't know how many people are going along with it. 
Uh, I don't know how many of you are maybe a little bit behind as I am, but uh, you know I'm trying to stay uh, stay up to date with it. And uh, but anyways, we've made it to um, Lamentations for this weekend, uh, and so basically what we're doing is any. Uh, book that we're in on that fallen Sunday, that's the scripture that we're going to cover. Um, so Lamentations is, is, is kind of interesting. It's right around where Jerusalem has fallen, the, Israel, you know, the, the kingdom of Jerusalem has fallen to the Babylonians. And uh, so that's, it's a series of poems about that time frame. So God said it, uh, meaning that God, this is God's written word, right? The Bible, I'm going to be careful holding up. That's God's written word. God said it. So we have God's written word. Uh, we are not called nor um, have the authority to uh, make it fit our own agenda. Uh, we don't get to interpret it the way that makes us feel comfortable. Uh, God said it, and, and, and that's it. You know, He's the only one that gets to define it, and He's the only one that gets to give the authority on what it actually means. Um, <clears throat> and then we have God's uh, God's Spirit. He, we have His His uh, His living Word in Jesus, and uh, you know, so it's cool. So we're yeah, we're in Lamentations. We're just going to dive right in. Uh, can we pray first? Is that okay with everybody? All right, Lord God, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for uh, for allowing me to be here, allowing us to be here to come and and sing about you. And, uh, and to learn about you and open up your word and read, you know, what, um, what we have this morning in Lamentations. And um, God, I just pray that we can open our hearts to you for whatever it is you want to teach each, each one of us individually. And, um, and then also together as a group, God, just help us to, uh, help us to look to you um, from in this moment and then through the rest of our day and the rest of our week and the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay. So we got Lamentations, chapter 1, 20 through 22. So the title of the message this weekend, this Sunday, is God said it, I see the sin, do you? Um, and and the, first, the first point of the message, and I'll, I'll start off with this, the first point of the message is to charge God, um, to accuse God. Um, so most of you... Our, our, our parents or have been parents, and it's, uh, it's an interesting thing as, as a parent of young children, um, whenever, you know, obviously I have a set of rules and a set of standards in my house, right? That's fair to say all, all parents do, um, and I expect my, parent, my, I expect my children to follow those rules and those standards, right? And uh, when they don't follow those rules and those standards, there's an obvious consequence, correct? Um, and so, interesting thing is, is that whenever my kids get in trouble, I'm the bad guy. You know what I mean? You guys have been through it. You know, it just, it, it never ceases to blow my mind how, you know, I give my kids a, a, a very specific and, and most times a very simple instruction. And for whatever reason, they just choose to, either they forget about, I mean, they're kids, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's all intentional and all, you know, they don't mean to misbehave all the time, but, <laughs> but when they do it, and, and I tell them, like, I told you not to do that, didn't you? And they're like, yeah, and then, and then they get in trouble, they get sent to the room, or they're getting a little bit too old for spankings, but, 
you know, and then when they get in trouble, it's like, I'm the bad guy. Like, how dare you make me in trouble for what I did? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And, um, you know, I feel like, I feel like that happens sometimes uh, in our walks with God as well. So let's, uh, let's read a little bit. So we got Lamentations uh, 1, 20 through 22. Lord, see how I am in distress. I am churning within. My heart is broken, for I have seen, for I have, excuse me, I have been very rebellious. Outside, the sword takes the children. Inside, there is death. People have heard me groaning, but there is no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard my, my misfortune. They are glad that you have caused it. Bring on the day that you have announced so that they may become like me. Um, so again, like it, man, it's crazy. Like, I think it, I think it does happen with our, with our Christian walk. Sometimes we find ourselves in a predicament and we ask God, why? You know, like why? And almost like a, like a, like an accusation on like, I didn't do anything to deserve this type deal, right? Um, and Bobby talks about it a lot, um, and you know, there's God is a just God; He's a righteous God. Uh, God has obviously laid down um, a prescription or a guide of life and, and expectations and rules that He would have us follow. And <clears throat> a lot of times, we get surprised when there's a consequence to to not doing that. You know, to not following his 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 word and following his his order for our lives, and sometimes it might not be even this this crazy thing, you know, where we're you know out late partying and you know doing all kinds of you know super obvious you know gnarly stuff, uh, you know wrong things, um, but sometimes it can just be we're just ignoring God and ignoring His calling in life and. You know, we're, we're comfortable just doing what we want to do, you know, going to work or, you know, if you're retired, uh, not going to work and just doing, you know, just doing, living for yourself, right? Um, but I don't think that that's what God wants us. You know, I don't think there's ever a time in our lives where God is just like, all right, well, you did your work, you know, I th- you, you, can, you can just do what you want to do now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, a firm believer that God has a plan and a purpose for us from from the moment that we're born, you know, and obviously it looks different for a little baby as it does for until you die, you know. And um, so I think that <clears throat> once we, uh, the moment that we get to where we start living for ourselves, we're in rebellion and we're going against God because we're not living for Him, we're living for ourselves. Um, and so, you know, it can be very easy to accuse God or to charge God of, of like, you know, why you know, why this and why that. Um, but really, you know, uh, the point number two is to charge me. Like, really, like, we're the ones that are responsible for our own actions. And so that's kind of like the lesson that I've been trying to teach my kids. Like, whenever they get in trouble and they're mad at me, I'm like, look, dude, like, I didn't make you, you know, power drive your brother off of the couch. Like, that was not, I did not say, hey, do, do this. Like, I didn't make you do it. You made that decision to do it. And so there's a consequence for your own actions. Um, you know, and we have, to, we have to get to that point to where in our lives we understand that we're, res- we're responsible for making the choices. You know, God lays down a path for our lives and, and lays down, um, you know, the works. Like the, the Bible says that, that we have good works predestined 
for us. Like they're already laid out for us. God has, has good works already laid out for us. But it's our decision to, to follow that path and, and, to, and to live inside those good works. Or we can do, I mean, really, we have the free will to do whatever we want, right? And we'll get into uh, a little bit later on the, why that's not a good idea. Um, and so, you know, really, we have to look at it like it's, it's, our, it's our decision. Like, we, we have that decision. If anybody has fault on any kind of, um, you know, circumstance that we might be in because we have chosen to be disobedient and chosen to go against God, it's ourselves. You know, here, this, this poet, um, it's not 100% certain who the poet of Lamentations is, but this poet is recognizing that, that, that Israel's sin, that Jerusalem's sin, has caused them to be in the place that they are now, where they got overtaken by Babylon, and the Babylonians destroyed everything. Um, and it was, it was a warning that God gave them, you know? Like, he, he, he laid out very very plain, very direct set of rules, and they disobeyed. They constantly turned away from him. They turned to false idols. They turned to gratifying the flesh. They turned to all kinds of things. Um, and there was a consequence to it. And, and a lot of times, it's like, we're surprised. We're like, dang, like, why is there a consequence? Like, because you didn't do what you were told to do, silly. Um, so we all have a choice. It's all up to us. Um, and uh, let's, let's keep reading a little bit. Uh, Let all their wickedness come before you and deal with them as you have dealt with me because, all of, because of all my transgressions, for my groans are many and I am sick at heart. To see the sin, uh, point number three, um, we've got to be able to position ourselves to where we can humble ourselves to, to see the sin that may be in our lives. And again, I'm not talking about uh, always, you know, the, 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 the Christian three, you know, smoking, drinking, and dancing, or, you know, whatever you, whatever you want to put in there. Like, that's not what I'm talking about, right? Like, it's clear that uh, the Bible states that we are never, we can't be righteous on our own, you know, meaning that every day um, we are, we are, we've fallen short, uh, our flesh has failed, and we're sinners, and we need Jesus every day, um, if it was a one and done type thing, um, then there would be, you know, some kind of sacrifice like there was, and then there was, you know, there's an animal sacrifice, and it's done. I'm I'm done. I'm righteous, and now I, you know, whatever. Um, but the Bible clearly talks about picking up our cross daily and following Jesus, meaning that it's a daily decision that we have to make for ourselves to follow Jesus every day, to follow his his uh, predestined good works, if you will. Um, every day, and that's the choice that we have to make, right? Because we can wake up in the morning, and we can, for the most part, do whatever we want to do. We might make our wives angry or our husbands angry, you know, <laughs> doing whatever we want. If we're going to bail out of uh, the honey-do list, uh, maybe go surfing or golfing or whatever you want to do, fishing, um, you know, but we, uh, we have that choice to serve our spouses or to, uh, you know, to live for ourselves, which surfing sometimes is a good option, but not so much when you get home, um, <laughs> right? Um, you know, for the women, it might be going shopping and then the husband seeing the credit card bill at the end of the month. <laughs> Where in the heck did, what did you buy at Target? $700. Um, 
But, uh, you know, to see the sin, school supplies. It was all school supplies, honey, I promise, you know. I only got myself a few things. Um, it's funny, God, God bless her heart, my, my wife, and she doesn't even know, like, sometimes, you know, she'll go somewhere, and it, she, she's very frugal, she doesn't spend a lot of money, thank goodness, because I don't have any money, um, <laughs> you know, but she'll go somewhere and go get something, like, honey, how much she you spend? She's like, I don't know, like, $15, and it won't be anything crazy, but it'll be like $50, right, and I'm like, your concept of numbers is baffling, but... <laughs> um, anyway, we're off, we're off topic. To see the sin, um, we have to humble ourselves and position ourselves to where, to where we can see the sin that is in our lives. Um, and, and, it, and it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing refinement. The, again, the Bible says that, that we, are, we are constantly being refined day by day, day by day. And the only, the only day that we're going to end up being 100% refined and 100% righteous is the day that we are presented in front of God and through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we are washed and we are pure and we are holy. That's the only time. So if we're fooling ourselves today, sitting here thinking that we're perfect, we're fooling ourselves. Uh, I know I'm not perfect. Um, and so we have to recognize and see the sin that this, this, uh, this poet, this author, has recognized that the Israelites did sin and and... And they're almost, and they are saying, like, we did deserve it, you know? And that's the point that we have to get to. Thankfully, I'm so proud of my 10-year-old because he's, he's, he's getting to the point to where I can correct him. And sure, there's some moments where he's, like, you know, kind of freaking out. Like, ah, what in the world? Like, why would you do that? But it doesn't take long now. He, he, turns, he turns and he says, you know what, Daddy, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't do what I was told to do. You know, please forgive me. And that's what I want, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we want as all parents, you know, to, for, for our kids to, to see the goodness that we desire for them. And even though they may not like the rules that we place before them, uh, they follow them because they love us and they trust us. Um, and when they don't, when there's a consequence, you just man up and you take that consequence like, like what you deserve, right? Um, and so that's what my kid's doing, and I'm super proud of them, um, and uh, so I think, I think that's very relatable to our walk with God. You know what I mean? Like, we're walking through our lives, and, and when we do something and we, we know that we've sinned, we have a choice. We have a choice to repent and turn away from it. And, and the author here is talking about repentance and, 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 and recognizing that there was sin. Or we can just keep on going, acting like we didn't do anything, and it's God's fault that he made rules too hard for us to follow. Um, you know, he made things too hard, you know, for us to, you know, our desires are so strong that, that we physically can't, um, you know, do what God has called us to do. And in some instances, that is kind of true. But the good thing is that we have Jesus to help us do that, right? The Bible says that we have, we have Jesus to give us strength when we don't have strength, you know, to give us hope when we don't have hope, um, and to help us along when we can't go any further. Uh, that's a cool thing. So uh, the, the end point here, uh, sin, the source of suffering. Um, I think it's interesting, and I've seen it before, and like I went and saw this comedian one time uh, in, uh, in Hollywood, California. Um, it was the first comedy show I've been to 
and it definitely was not a Christian comedy show. It was it was very interesting, and um, you know there was different there was different um, styles of comics and you know people that came from different walks of life. And you know this one guy was living a very uh, counter biblical lifestyle, and at one point he stopped and he said, "Man, I'm just tired." He said, "I'm tired." And he meant it. I could see it in his eyes. You know, he's up there being a comic and, and talking about how, you know, talking about funny things. I mean, he was, he was funny. He made us laugh. A lot of it was very inappropriate. But, you know, but at one point he stopped and he said, I'm just tired, y'all. I'm tired. And, and as a Christian, I knew why he was tired. He was tired because he's running from God. And that's what this is talking about. The, the, the sin, the source of suffering. Um, you know, the Bible talks about sin being like chains, right? Being like chains. So if you could imagine, we don't have a ton of chains up here. We don't have any, actually. But um, if you could imagine just putting on, you know, a bunch of chains and trying to walk around on a daily life, I'd, not so much anymore, um, but, you know, I, I, my background is in construction, and so I've got a tool belt that I wear. You know, some of you guys that work with me sometimes, Harold, and, you know, but, like, I did like kind of like remodeling and um, like repair type construction. So you got to have a bunch of different tools on you at one time or else you're going to be walking back and forth to the truck every five seconds to get this pry bar or this screwdriver or whatever. So I just carry it all. And so my tool belt's weighing like 40 pounds. And uh, so I got suspenders for it and everything because all that weight on your hips is terrible. But but it's a lot of weight to carry around every day. You know, you kind of get used to it, you know, I guess. But... Um, like, uh, every once in a while, you know, you'd run across somebody and be like, let me see how heavy that thing is. And they pick it up and they're like, dang, that thing's heavy. Um, you know, and sometimes you don't even realize how heavy that is until, you know, somebody puts it back into perspective and then you take it off, right? You take off the sin, uh, you take off that tool belt, and then you eat lunch or whatever, take a break, and then you got to put that thing back on and you're like, oh my gosh, this is freaking heavy. And, uh, you know, I mean, like, that's that's the picture of it. In my brain, that's the picture of it, is, like, sometimes you don't even know how heavy it is and how how much it's really weighing you down, and then you take it off, and you're like, man, this is awesome. I can, like, jump around and, you know, do all these kinds of things, and then for whatever reason, man, sometimes we just put it back on. But the sin, the source of suffering, you know, a lot of times our source of suffering and our source of discontentment, um, you know, the Bible talks a lot about uh, Jesus taught a lot about following him, remain in me and I in you, and you will produce much fruit. And there's more to it, and then it ends in, you know, having having a, a joy that's complete and a joy that's full, you know, and all these things. Like the Bible talks a lot about having a life in Christ and how freeing and how joyful and how awesome it is. You know, not it never says that it's easy, but it says that it's it says that it's awesome. You know what I mean? I like living an awesome life. Um but, you know, again, like, living in a state of suffering, um, you know, I, I think that it would be fair to say a lot of times when we're living in a state of suffering, maybe we're not in, in, in the same path that God's in right now. Um, you know, and, and like I said, that gentleman that had that uh, stand-up comedy show, he was he was obviously and in, in, in self admitted that he the things that he was doing whether or not he actually realized that um, 
you know, or recognize that there was a God and that the things and the lifestyle that he was living was against God. Um, he saw his suffering and he recognized it. And, um, you know, that's what I, that's, I think the challenge for us is whenever we're in that kind of state of discontentment, um, that we look at, we look to God and be like, God, um, not, not in an accusing way of like, God, why, you know, what did I do to deserve this? But like, God, what's going on? And am I following you? Right. Um, you know, being in that, that, that humble spirit of maybe it's my fault kind of thing. Like maybe I put myself here. Does that make sense? Um, and so, you know, I can, I can recognize times in my life where, you know, I may be living for me, you know, instead of living for, for God. And, um, and man, I just feel like anxious and like, man, I, I, I know that there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what it is all the time, but I know there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not at peace. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I don't feel comfortable. Um, and then those moments in my life when I know that I'm doing the things that God wants me to do, man, I feel good. You know what I mean? And they, a lot of times they're hard things. And, and then in essence, they're uncomfortable things. You know, they put you, God will put you outside of your comfort zone. Um, you know, like he did with, uh, with, he did with Moses, you know, like he sent Moses to do this crazy thing. Moses was scared. And, uh, and God said, don't worry, I'm going to be with you. You know, so I'll even send your brother and he can talk for you because, you know, you don't talk so well. Um, but God gives us the tools and everything that we need, you know, even when we're scared in that moment of, because following God is hard, y'all. It's, it's hard. Like, day by day, living for God and doing the things that he called us to do, it's hard. It's not easy. And a lot of times it's self-sacrificing. You know, you got to give up a lot of the things that you want to do to go and do that, you know. Um, now, I'm not saying it works out for everybody that, this way, but, you know, for me, like, um, I surrendered my life to, to, to Jesus. And, you know, years ago when I got to live in Panama, like, God sent me to a wonderful place that I could never imagine to live in where, where I met great people. And I love surfing. There was great waves. And I just, I lived seven years of, of getting to share Jesus and getting to, you know, day by day, wake up in the morning and say, God, what would you have me do? And then, you know, here comes, you know, a buddy of mine that says, hey, I'm working on my house today. Can you come and help me? You know, and so then I'm throwing, you know, 10 roofing on top of a dilapidated, you know, jungle hut. And, uh, but it was, it's cool, you know, like it was, it was very rewarding to do, but it was hard to do because I was far away from my family, and um, sometimes that can be a good thing, but, uh, you know, uh, you don't have a lot of people trying to tell you what to do, um, but it was hard being away from my family and, you know, all these kinds of things. It's a sacrifice, and then moving back here, like, it was a sacrifice because I loved that life that I was living. I loved living in Panama and, and and all my friends that I had, and, you know, being away from all this stuff that's in America, like, we got so much stuff here, and distractions, and, you know, all these things, like, I went till 2015 without a smartphone, I know some of y'all are just, I think Carl just got his first smartphone recently, you know, round of applause for Carl, um, Carl made it longer than I did, but, um, you know, I went till two, for, for a person of my age, I was in my 30s, so a person of my age, you go to 2015 without a smartphone, without having internet on your phone, and having all these distractions that are in that, 
it's over there, that are on that thing. Um, and then knowing like all the distractions that are in the United States with you know the pressure of chasing the American dream and all these kinds of things, it's, it's distractions away from God, y'all. It really is. Um, but moving back here and then having to trust God, like, all right, God, well, this is a new phase of my life. What would you have me do? You know, I could live, I could, I could have very easily come home and, uh, and, you know, started a business or worked for somebody else, been semi-successful and, you know, made, made decent money. Um, you know, but my heart has always been, I want to, I want to honor and glorify God because I know when I'm not, I know how I feel. Uh, the s- sin is the source of suffering and rebellion against God, rebellion against His will for our lives, His His plan and His purpose for our lives. That's predestined before we even created. That's that's cool to know that God had He has all these good works planned for us until the day that we die, and it's our choice to do them or not. You know, we can live for ourselves or we can live for God. And uh, I know what it feels like when I live for myself. It might feel good in the moment, but it's 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 never completely satisfying, right? Uh, living for God is is completely satisfying. It's a joy that is complete and a joy that's full. Um, and so I want to finish up with uh, with a verse that's very encouraging to me, and hopefully it's encouraging to some of y'all or all of y'all or maybe just one person. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, talking about. Um, Talking about the choice of, of living for God versus living for ourselves, it can be an overwhelming thought, right? <clears throat> um, you know, we can, uh, we can get very comfortable with our own lives and, and the routine that we're in and living for ourselves and doing day by day whatever makes us feel good, you know, without the, the thought of anybody else. Um, and then the thought of living for God can be overwhelming, Sometimes, right? I think if we're fair uh, to ourselves and fair with God, and God wants us to be fair, it can be overwhelming uh, to think about all the things that, that God might would change in us, uh, that God might would uh, do through us. Um, you know, when I was younger, I would have never thought that I would have been standing up in front of a bunch of people. Like when I was a kid, um, uh, being in front of a bunch of people in public speaking was terrifying for me. Uh, and... And, you know, being the lifestyle that I used to live and the lifestyle that I live now, you know, if somebody, if you would have told me in my early 20s that I would, you know, be one of the pastors at a church and, you know, I would have been a missionary for whatever years, I'm like, dude, you're, you've been on something because you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I would have never thought that for myself, but God did. Um, And, you know, I'm not saying I do it right all the time and I follow what he wants me to do all the time, but I, I try my best, and here I am today. Um, so the verse that I want to share with y'all is, is a comforting verse, and we'll read it real quick, and it comes from Matthew. It's Jesus' words, so you know they're important, they're in red. Um, and it's uh, Matthew 11, verse 28 uh, through 30. It says, Come to me, all who, are weak, who, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, to me, I think that fits very well with what we're talking about with the, with the Israelites in, the, in Jerusalem 
going against God and the suffering that they're going through and, and turning to God. Um, you know, and Jesus here is talking about, you guys turn to me um, because, because I am that comfort that you are, that you are seeking. Um, I am what you need. Um, <clears throat> take, my, take up my yoke and learn from me. Learn from me. We have to learn from Jesus because I'm lowly and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's not talking about egg yolk. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, the cows that had, that pulled things, they had that yoke on their necks, right? And so I imagine that thing's heavy. I've never tried to pick one up. I'm sure some of y'all that grew up on a farm has picked one of those things up before. And I imagine they're heavy, um, but the picture that Jesus is painting here is that, that my yoke, my, the, the burden that you think is heavy, it's actually not heavy. Uh, he's saying it's actually light. Um, and, and his burden is light. Uh, this, this burden that we think in our brains, we, we paint this picture of a burden of living for, for God day by day. Is, is a burden and it's terrifying and it's terrible and it, we're going to be miserable the whole time. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's reassuring us that my burden is light. There, there, there is no burden. Like it, it's, it's not as bad as you think it is kind of thing, right? And he's trying to encourage us. He's like, come on, you guys just follow me. Trust me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so I guess that, that, that's what I want to encourage you guys with this morning is, you know, no matter what area and walk in life you are, God does have a plan and a purpose for you day by day. He has good works laid out before you. Uh, they were laid out before you were even born, and uh, and and even though they may feel uh, daunting and 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 kind of scary at times, uh, that yoke is easy and that burden is light, and He will be with you to do those things. We just have to surrender, humble ourselves, and follow Him instead of ourselves or other people. So, shall we pray? Let's pray. And Scott, Scott, and the the band are going to come up and play another song. And if anybody needs any prayer, I'll be standing right here. Um, and uh, yeah. Lord God, again, I'll just give you thanks for how awesome you are. God, I thank you that before I was even born, before anybody in this, in this room was even born, um, God, you laid out a mountain of good works for us all. Um, God, I just pray that that we can uh, we can recognize the sin in our lives that is that is hindering us from following you, um, and that we can just we can just give that to you, God. You're the only thing that can take that sin away and that can take take all that away. God, just help us to turn to you, to repent, and hand it all over to you and follow you, knowing that that um, your yoke is easy and your burden is light, and you'll be with us and. Um, and so, God, I just pray that we can all walk out of here encouraged and excited to live a life for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.